1: Well, welcome. Hope everyone is having a wonderful week. The sustained success Way. Uh, we are here broadcasting out of the New York area. We got out of a blizzard here two days ago. I'm looking out my studio window here. We got uh, eight, still 15 inches of snow on the ground. Uh, it's it's amazing. We have another storm coming, but either way, it's all good. You know, it's sustainable success when things uh maybe are beyond our control, we make the most of it. Tim and I were just talking about that with the love of technology. But with that being said, if you are new to Sustainable Success, you found us here at the Voice America Influencers Channel, welcome, we love having you here. We also would like to have you visit us at our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There you'll find many of our great guests that we've had over the years, sharing their words of wisdom and helping you to not only scale your business, but also your personal lives to the next level. Again, check us out there, feel free to leave any comments. And if you have any questions today with our guests, feel free to reach out to us here at Sustain or send a question to us, make sure to get to Tim today. So today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. They are a new social media community platform designed to bring people together that may be looking to rekindle old experiences from their college days, share memories, uh, get to know people that perhaps they never knew before, but went to their alma mater. And it also applies to businesses, sororities, uh, fraternities, and so on. It's a great place where you can network to find your future job. People that went to your school, if they're hiring someone, they want to hire people that went to their school. So again, check them out at myalumnidirect.com. That's myalumnidirect.com. Today we're going to be discussing one belief away, and I got a fantastic uh, guest today. He is going to bring the fire today, a lot of energy. His name is Tim Scher, and before I introduce Tim, I'm going to give you a brief background about him. Uh, Tim is transforming the way leaders, sales professionals, and entrepreneurs communicate themselves, their teammates, strategic partners, and customers. As an expert in human behavior and communications, facilitated over 10,000 coaching sessions and discovered how to quickly shift the unconscious habits that hold people back from having a greater impact. His sure success formulas are influencing business professionals, franchisees, and association members around the globe. Tim's strategies have been featured on NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox News, and on numerous radio programs around the country. He has authored several books and programs, including The Power of Optimism, Get Out of Your Own Way, and Sales Mastery. Tim's multi award-winning speaker, serves numerous Fortune 500 clients, provides many notes nationally and abroad, and is a TED Talk speaker. And without further ado, we welcome Tim Schur to the show. Tim, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Chris. Honored to be with you on your program. Uh, to, we had a great conversation about a week and a half, and I so, was so looking forward to today's show. You know, you and I have so, you know, similar background when it comes to like human behavior and, you know, in today's world that we, what we just went through with COVID, and we're still obviously in this pandemic in some way, and it's really gotten people to really, really understand where are and where they're going. And, you know, everything that we do revolves around this communication, but also human behavior. I'd like you to share your expertise today with the audience about some of the things that, you know, that have kept stagnant, perhaps in a business setting, it could be even personal as well. And and we're going to, I guess we'll discuss some of your, you know, your formulas today of how we can make certain shifts in our beliefs to really be able to be better communicators and change our behaviors in ways that bring people together.
2: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, at the end of the day, what makes you happy? What is it that makes you want to get out of bed? What makes you smile when you go to bed at night? Are you spending most of your time on activities and priorities that bring joy to your day? Are you getting from the day or are you getting through it? You know, before the pandemic, when, when working with a lot of companies, uh, leaders in particular, It felt like we were on this crazy train where there was so much to do all the time. So many, the to-do list was never ending and there was so much stress and the fear and not really the fear, but the stress, the belief that most leaders had was, I don't have time to get my own stuff done. How am I supposed to be training other people? How am I supposed to be coaching all these people in my department? And it just felt like I never have enough time to get all the stuff done that needs to be done. And then the pandemic hit and it derailed everyone. And now all of a sudden we had all this extra time and we're working from home and we're hanging out with family and many of us were never leaving the house and now we're dealing with remote workers and and it changed our whole approach. And we're trying to figure ourselves out. We're trying to figure out this new landscape and how to pivot and how to find the creative opportunity so that we don't just go back to the way that it was because Newsflash, we ain't going back to the way that it was, but we haven't figured out what the new way is yet. And so a lot of times, you know, this is an opportunity. Whenever there's a situation like this, I always ask, what are, where's the creative opportunity? I know you do the same thing that you can find the answer to anything by asking the right question. And I think that we find ourselves in a, in a uh, unique time in history where you can start to decide, do I want to keep running my life the way that I have been? or do I want to upgrade it? Do I want to improve the quality of my life? And if the answer is yes, you know, I want to have more life balance. I want to have more time for fun. I want to be more productive instead of just busy. You know, I I want to feel like I can relax without thinking that if I let my guards down, my business is going to crumble down on top of me. You know, if you want that, then the next step is, what are you going to do to have that happen? What are you going to do to upgrade your life? And this is where people make the big mistake, Chris. They say, well, I'm going to create a new set of goals or I'm going to um, have a new marketing approach. I'm going to have a new sales approach. I'm going to have a different way of doing this. And their focus is external. And the biggest changes that need to, have, that need to happen is going internal and mm-hmm. taking a look at the beliefs that you mostly picked up when you were a kid that are driving you as an adult today that are causing you to behave the way that you're behaving, and causing you to show up almost on autopilot. So, if you want to create a real transformation in your life and have a really amazing quality of life, then there's an old quote, it says, you got to learn to go within because when you go within, you never go without.
1: Oh, that is so true. And you think about anything, like just, you know, everything is an inside out thing. I mean, anything external, it has resolved to something internal. So if we can shift our beliefs and our way of thinking and looking at, let's say, this, this situation, I mean, this was a trying time for a lot of people. A lot of people had changes. They were working for home for the first time. And but instead of like kind of, re, you know, react to it and fighting it, what they can't control, that we can adapt and, 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 and find a way of, of what an opportunity disguised in that setback or challenge or something for an, to do something better. Cause there's, like you said, there's an opportunity that arises out of these situations. What would be some suggestions that you would share with the audience of if people are while looking for an answer of how to make these shifts, what would be like some things they could start doing to start going within to start making those shifts in
2: the way they think? So, as a coach and uh, a counselor, you know, my degrees are in psychology. So I've run a practice for you know, 27 years and I facilitated thousands of sessions, like you had said, and I just kept starting to hear the same things over and over and over. And uh, these ideas that we say that are really just opinions or beliefs, a belief isn't a fact, it's an opinion. You know, you could say the world is a school and you're learning all the time. You could say the world is cruel and you can't trust anybody. You could say the world is like a box of chocolates. You know, you never know what you're going to get, there's full of adventure. You uh, know, these are just ideas, these are just opinions, but we say them as though they are hard facts. And so a lot of times people are describing their lives as though this is how it is. You don't understand the pressure I'm under. You don't understand what's going on in my marriage. You don't understand what's happening with my kids or fighting with my in-laws. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna have a job tomorrow or I'm tired of the feast and famine where things are great and then it's not. And I go from I'm conquering the world to I feel like the biggest loser that ever lived, right? So much pressure that we go through. And unfortunately, we think that talking about it dealing with it, going within somehow makes us weak, right? That, no, we got to be strong. I should be smart enough. And if I can't figure this out on my own, what does that mean about me? Does that really mean that I'm just a fraud? Does it really mean that I, you know, I, I ain't good enough to be able to figure this out? And from talking with people, they would come in talking about all their stress, all the problems that they were wanting to accomplish or solve. And it always led back, like you said, to going internal, what are the beliefs that are driving that stress? And stress is just code for fear. You know, stress is what we're we're worrying about things that we're really afraid, you know, what if I run out of money? What if I end up in a divorce? What if I can't pay my bills? You know, what if I get sick? What if I don't have a job? What if I don't hit my numbers and I get canned? You know, all these, we call it stress and angst, but it's really just fear. And the biggest fear that I kept hearing, when I would go deep into people's minds and figure out what was going on, the biggest fear that always surfaced that drove the fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment, the fear of looking like an imposter, the fear of humiliation, the fear of failure, the fear of success, all of the other fears was the fear that I'm not good enough. I'm not going to know how to figure it out. And no matter how successful you are, there if that fear often is in there. We've learned as entrepreneurs, business owners, high-performing leaders, we've learned to take our anxiety and channel it into productivity so we accomplish a lot but then at the end of the day, it still doesn't feel like, you know, is this all there is, you know? So, now I, I got more stuff, you know, and I got a higher overhead expense but I still don't feel any more relaxed or happy or peaceful. And so, going in and figuring out what are our fears is the first step and I got a five-step formula that I'll share with you through our time together and we can yeah. go into each one of the steps. So, the step, first step, Chris, is what is the fear? You know, and if you're like, well, I'm not afraid of anything. Okay. <laughs> well, then what is the stress? Okay. Exactly. Stress will give it away. <laughs> it does. You're exactly right. It will give it away. So, what are you stressing about? And step one is, all right, well, what would you have to believe in order to feel that way? So, first you identify what is the fear or what is the feeling and then step two is what would you have to believe to feel that? And so, if you want to get out a piece of paper, which I recommend people do, and I know a lot of people that are wired like you and I that are attracted to this program are going to be like, well, i just do it in my head. But there is something powerful about pausing, oh, yeah. getting out a piece of paper and getting a pen or a pencil. I like pencils because they come with erasers. And exactly. You like you can erase. I got a lot of
1: those.
0: <laughs>
2: right? And then you write down, all right, what am I stressing about? And you just write down your list, get it out of your head. You know, if you don't get it out of your head, you're going to be thinking about it when you should be sleeping at night, mm. you know, you're going to be thinking about it when you should be laser focused on your high value activities yes. so that you're getting more accomplished so that you can actually have time to spend with your wife or, or your husband or have time to hang out with your kids where you're actually present instead of thinking, oh, my God, I still got to get that done, you know, we're we're never where we are. We're with our family thinking we should be working. We're working feeling like we should be with our family. And so you get out a piece of paper and you write down, what am I stressing about? What are my biggest stresses? And then once you write them down, now what would I have to believe in order to feel this? Mm,
1: that's powerful. Yeah. There's, it, you made a, p- a great point about writing down. It's almost like, you know, like I said, if you don't, if you don't, if you keep it in your head, you're, it, it, you're, those thoughts are just going to keep spinning. You got to clear that space. And when you can write it down, it's like you can sometimes look at it, you know, subjectively in a way that you can say, why was I really dwelling on that? Whereas if you keep it in your head, it's, it's you can't look at it that way. Yeah. It's so powerful about writing stuff down, like you said. Yeah. What would you say, like, you know, where the fear, would you think that the fear is, you know, when, when we get the, we have that fear, like a, a triggering situation and it's obviously telling us a message. Do you, do you feel that there could be something that goes even deeper than that, that could be driving that fear? Like, you know, it, it could be a situation that triggers it, but there's something even deeper behind that, you that's know, really, I,
2: yeah. Yeah, that's a brilliant question, Chris, because again, yes, it is something deeper. Most of the problems that we are dealing with as adults are not because of the situation itself but how we learn to cope with stressful situations as a kid. The stuff that you picked up, the ideas that you absorb from your family, from your religion, from mm-hmm. the town you grow up in, from your culture, those beliefs are driving you as an adult. It's almost like we have an inner eight-year-old running our life. <laughs> And whenever you see anybody get stressed, you see them come out. They get angry, they have a temper tantrum, they start having a pity party for themselves, they start blaming everybody else, you know, they hide, I'm gonna hold my breath and turn blue and (laughs) pass out, right? We we try to escape with sugar, alcohol, nicotine, you know. And so, uh, that little kid, that defiant kid comes out in us. So, it's kind of scary to think that you've got an inner eight-year-old running your, your love life, your finances, oh, yeah. you know, all that stuff. But it's, it's true. It's accurate. And, you're, and people will be like, that's not my issue. My issue is my supplier didn't show up and deliver on time. My issue is that we just got another $100,000 error that we've got to eat now. You know, that's <laughs> the issue. Well, guess where those issues stem from? Yeah. They stem from miscommunication. Yes. From people who have dysfunctional styles of communicating that caught, that they picked up when they were kids. <laughs> exactly. And I love you, You know, we, we got a couple minutes to the
1: break and I really want you to really focus on that for the audience, like about that communication, because there are codependent styles and interdependent, you know, and I'll let you talk to it. But yeah, it is so, so important because we don't realize the impact that it has on our communication and how that can Play a part in our, our business relationships, our marriages, our with our children, people, our friends. It's it's so powerful, and I can't wait when you when you talk about it. If you can summarize a little bit about what we talked about so far for the audience, because I didn't, you know, I did, I wanted to start off the second segment with that with something fresh to kind of reinforce what we just talked about. You know, really something that that can really
2: stand out for them in terms of uh, you know the way we think and beliefs. Yes. So, your biggest breakthroughs are in the places you don't want to go. And when you actively decide to go into those places and take a look at that stuff, that's where your biggest breakthroughs happen. So, after the break, we'll talk about blind spots and step three of your success formula.
1: Oh, wow. Great. Well, we still got a little more time, believe it or not. I just got the signal right. here from, <laughs> we got, a little, got another minute and a half. But with that being said, I, you know, what you, you really, when you talked about writing stuff down, think about I rarely see people writing things down these days because of technology. They, they'll they type something in, a quick note, and maybe that's better than just keeping it in your head, but there's just something so powerful, the old-fashioned way of keeping. I, still, I have a journal that I write in every morning following meditation. I'll write down exactly what comes to mind. I don't know. There's no intention. I don't even know what's going to – I'm going to even write down. I'm just going to write whatever <laughs> – And then I'll write something at night where I write, like I call it maybe like a gratitude journal or just, you know, if I have any thoughts or ideas that came to me, I write that down. You know, would it be safe to say in this short minute that we have left that when we can, the more that we write down, the more that we can get more clarity in
2: terms of where we are and where we want to be. And I'm sure we'll talk about that, you know, later in this next segment. Absolutely. Because when you write stuff down, not only do you get it out of your head, there is something powerful about writing things down with your hands, getting it on paper, but you can also then go back and review it later on. And if you put it into your phone, it gets lost forever. But if you write it on a piece of paper, or you have it in a journal and it's laying there on your desk or on your nightstand you start or end your day with that, then you can go back and you can actually see the progress that you're making. You can review where you've slipped and sabotaged in the past. You can see how you have benefited by upgrading your thinking. And it's tangible. It's something you can pick up and hold. Awesome.
1: Well, everybody, we have some great more stuff coming from Tim Schur. I mean, his words of wisdom right now, even more to come. We got to go to break. But again, if, uh, If you were just joining us halfway through, again, you can listen to the show in its entirety later today here on demand from the same link that got you here in the first place. And we'll be right back after the break.
0: Again, that's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine five, 472 5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Well, welcome back again. We're here with Tim Schur. Again, he is an expert in the area of uh, human behavior and communication, works with Fortune 500 companies and high-level individuals. He is sharing a, a wealth of wisdom here today in this particular area on thinking and beliefs, and how it impacts why we do what we do each and every day, either whether if it's keeping us stuck where we are, but yet, you know, giving you some tips on how you can progress your life forward to make improvements in all facets of your life and business. So Tim, you were, you were sharing a little bit of, you got into some of the insights about, you know, some of the steps that people can take. I figured we'd maybe talk about that and then the, the impact on the communication where we kind of touched
2: on at the end. I think that would be quite informative for
1: everyone listening.
2: Yes, absolutely. So let's talk about blind spots real quick. A blind spot is when you know how you have your car and and uh, there's another car that pulls up on the side and you can't see it for a moment, you don't know that it's there, and you could run right into it. One of the greatest inventions inventions that I have in my car is that they got a little blind spot light on in the door mirrors, so if there's someone that's in my blind spot, a little light blinks and lets me know. Well, I wish I had one of those in my own head, (laughs) you know, so it's something would blink and let me know, hey, you're not seeing, you know, how you're showing up or that you are, you know, you're the problem, you know, a lot of times we don't want to realize that we're the problem uh, because it makes us feel bad or guilty or we're afraid how other people are going to look at us. Um, The good news is that we're also the solution. So there was two guys and they were in different departments and there was a $100,000 error that occurred and it was a, a big deal and the company was really upset and these two leaders who are both very good at what they do um, were just butting heads and blaming each other for what was happening. Well your team did this, well your team was supposed to check on this and they weren't communicating uh, and trying to understand where each other was coming from They were just trying to blame each other and then, you know, instead of seeking to understand and then be understood, Mm. we turned into trial lawyers, right? And so, what I did was I just got them to sit down and had them listen to one another and then after a couple of questions, it turned out that they were both trained um, to do a particular system differently and they Mm. did not know that. They did not know that they were being trained completely differently. Um, for how to do this system and that was creating the miscommunication. It really wasn't either one of their faults. It was because and it's not about blame. It's about enlightenment, self-awareness, you know, recognizing, oh my gosh, here was my my blind spot, now I can see the problem where I couldn't see it before, right? And so, they realized that it was just miscommunication and then they were able to resolve it and then they were able to get it so that that never happened again. But if they wouldn't have been sat down together, like two brothers pounding on each other, if they wouldn't have, have just sat down and learned how to stop cutting each other off, how to stop interrupting, how to stop, you know, focusing on why you're wrong and why I'm right, um, and start using language like, well, you could be right, you know, where do you come up with that idea? You know, and, and start being more respectful in their communication and doing more listening than talking. Uh, You know, I've sat in on a lot of meetings that are just nightmares. There's a reason why people don't like meetings because most of them are not productive. Yeah. You have them stacked up all day long. It's a big waste of time. They call it death by meeting, right? So, there's ways to be much more streamlined and effective uh, than what most people do. And so, uh, they were able to solve that situation and uh, and prevent it happening again. Because how many $100,000 mistakes do you want to deal with? <laughs> uh, not many. And you <laughs> right? made a
1: great point. It was just, it came down to that the communication was based on assumption and speculation. That yes. one assumed that they they were doing it the, the same way. Yes. And, yeah. that, and that was your fault. No, it was your fault. That type of thing. It wasn't specific. So, there wasn't active listening. There wasn't questions. Nobody brought up, hey- what, what was the process that you did? it? Is it is it the same that I do? Well, what's your process? Well, I do it this, this, this. No, I do it this way. Oh, wow. It could have been just simple as that. You know, it's amazing how something that, if it just took an extra 30 seconds to a minute for more clarification, that that could have offset that particular problem or something escalating over time to, conf, you know, where it leads to conflict, you know, where you have to get conflict resolution uh, parameters put into place. So it's, it's amazing. You know, can you shed a little bit more insight there? Because I think, you know, I think you're really touching on a lot of things for the audience. I know I'm, we're gonna, I'm probably getting a lot of questions on Facebook that I'll get back to later and I'll let you know about, you know, what are some things that people can be more aware and conscious in that type of situation in terms of, to be more, be
2: more active in terms of their listening and asking questions? Well, let's talk a little bit. That's an awesome question. Let's talk a little bit about the dysfunctional communication styles. Yes, let's do that. Virginia Satir was a famous uh, marriage and family therapist. And she said that there was five ways we learn to communicate when we're little. And um, four of them are dysfunctional. And she says, we, we tend to go through them, but one or two of them are more dominant for us. And so, the first one in no particular order is what she called the placator. And the placator is a super really nice person that everybody likes, but they do not like conflict. They do not like to be direct. You know, they'll go all the way around, even in a text message, all the way around what they really want to say and then go, LOL, you know, because, <laughs> because they do not like to, to rock the boat. And so, um, they're very nice, but they never tell you what they're really thinking. Mm -hmm. And often, they feel hurt. They feel attacked. They have a lot of uh, self-pity, you know, feeling sorry for myself. No matter what I do, no one cares about me. You know, no one gives a, a crap about anything that any of my ideas. So, why even bother? You know, and that's what I call the pity party. Is it like a uh,
1: pleaser or an enabler? That would be a pleaser. enabler. Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. That would be a pleaser enabler. Okay. (laughs) So, there's many labels that we can call it. So, uh, then the second approach, the second dysfunctional strategy is what we call the blamer. Okay. And that's the person who's always flying off the handle. It's never their fault. They never take responsibility. They're always blaming someone else, Mm -hmm. always pointing the finger, always losing their temper. And often, placators and blamers get married. So, you'll see it in your marriage.
0: <laughs> a, a
2: dysfunction
1: right? made in hell. Well, made in hell. Not
2: yeah. Made in you know, we unfortunately <laughs> do not attract our, our soulmates. We attract our woundmates. Yeah. But that's a different conversation. <laughs> so, do not go home and say, honey, I figured it out. We're woundmates because that's not a good idea. <laughs> All right. But so, then we have the blamer. Then the third one we have is the distractor. They're always caught up in a million different things because honestly, they don't want to deal with what they really need to deal with. Mm. So they get caught up in gossip, they get caught up in the water cooler stuff, they get caught up in all the other drama and everybody else's issues because they don't want to deal with what they really need to deal with. The fourth one is what we call the computer and that's where people withdraw so much emotionally that it's like just the facts, just the facts, none of that touchy feely crap, I don't want to be friends with you, I don't want to hear what you have to say, you know, and they become very analytical, they come across very arrogant, often very high power leaders um, come across that way. You know, you're not children, you know, I'm not your parent, you know, grow up, I don't have time to deal with your feelings and that is a way to not have trust, to not have respect, and to cause people who want to mutiny and who want to try to find a way to sabotage you every chance they get. And so that was an old leadership style. Don't be close with people, keep them at arm's distance or you won't be able to have control over them but that approach in leadership is going out the window fast because um, it's not working. You know, people especially the younger generations, they will leave, they won't put up with any of that stuff anymore. Yeah. And so, that's the, those are the four. So, we got the placator, the pleaser, enabler, we've got the blamer, we've got the distractor and we've got the computer. Computer. So, then Virginia said, well, the fifth one is the one we want and that's the leveler and the leveler is I'm good, you're good. If we're gonna make assumptions, which we are, if we're gonna make judgments, which we will all the time, we might as well assume the best in others. We might as well judge them in a way where we catch them doing things right And assuming they had the best intentions and they were doing the best they can or there was a good reason for it, instead of catching everybody doing things wrong. Mm. Whatever you focus on, you get more of. So she said the leveler is I'm direct and compassionate, right? I'm direct and tell you how I'm feeling and kind about it so I'm also thinking about your feelings at the same time. And that is the most effective kind of, of communication and I took those communication skills into a company that had a 46% uh, employee satisfaction survey score and it went up to 97% and stayed there for years. I was with that company for six years, 97%. So it pretty much doubled just because we improved respectful communication. That is amazing how the power of communication.
1: And like you said, I mean, if we're going to communicate effectively, we got to, we got to, it's again, we got to look at the foundation. This is, it, it's our thinking that drives it, those beliefs, because even though we may be say, okay, I'm going to learn how to be an effective communicator. If the beliefs are not aligning with that, it, it's going to be, there's going to be a disconnect, a misfire somewhere, somewhere in there. So I love how this, where yeah. this is going. So, yeah. so what would be some things that, you know, people could do based upon you've, you've laid out the, the, the different communication, uh, uh, styles that people could fall under. Mm-hmm. How do people move towards becoming a leveler? How would they go about that if they're more of, again, that
2: if there are more on any of those other four? That is an awesome, you just, I love your questions. <laughs> Best <laughs> questions, right? Okay, so let's circle back a little bit when we yeah. I was talking about my five-step formula. For upgrading yep. your beliefs because I wrote this belief or yep. this book called One Belief Away because you're truly one belief away from having a big breakthrough. One belief away from going from I can't to I can. Going from I'm not worthy to I am worthy. Going from I don't have any luck to I'm like the luckiest person on the planet. You can create that shift. I call it the miracle shift in your brain just by upgrading a belief, okay? So the first step that we talked about is figure out what's the fear, what's the stress, What's the feeling that's that's you're keep thinking about at two in the morning that's not allowing you to sleep? Write it down. Then step two, what would I have to believe in order to feel this way? Because what you said, which was absolutely brilliant, Chris, is that you won't upgrade your communication until you upgrade your beliefs mm. that drive that communication, which is a hundred percent true. So then what would I have to believe in order to have this stress, that it's not gonna work out or I'm gonna run out of money, or you know, that um I'm going to be divorced or that we're not going to be able to pull through this or whatever the fear is. The merger is going to totally clash with our culture. I mean, whatever it is that you're going through, okay, I'm not going to be smart enough to pull this off. People are going to find out I'm a fraud, you know, whatever it is. Then you ask yourself, what would I have to believe? The third step is what would I rather believe instead? Mm. And it seems so simple, but what would I want to believe? What is the outcome that I want? What would I like to have happen if I had a magic wand and I could upgrade my beliefs and I could believe whatever I want, which you can, what would I want to believe? I want to believe that it's going to work out. I want to believe that we're going to be resourceful, that we're going to figure this out. It doesn't matter what shows up. What matters is how I show up and I'm going to show up brilliant and resourceful and open to feedback and working with lots of people on this and leaning on others for support and knowing that that makes me stronger, not weaker right? Mm-hmm. I want to know that, um, that I'm enough and that yeah. they are going to be okay, right? That I'm good enough. So, you, ask, you write down a new belief or a couple of beliefs that make you feel good and that create momentum, that move you in the direction that you want and allow you to enjoy the ride. Because if you're creating all these results and you're not happy, what's the point? And if you're peaceful but you're not creating anything, then you're not living your full potential, so we really need to make sure that we are doing both. We create a set of new ideas, new opinions that you have chosen for yourself, not that you absorbed when you were a kid, not that mm-hmm. you got from your dad, your uncle, a school teacher, you know, a, a pastor or priest or anybody else. You get to decide as an adult, yep. what do I want to believe? And then make sure that it is something that makes you feel good about yourself and then creates momentum so that you start moving forward again.
1: Wow, that's powerful, and and what would you suggest that as people start to make those change, you know, that change that belief. Mm-hmm. It, it, consistency is going to be so important here. It, it, yeah. Would there be? Would it be safe to say there would be some kind of discipline, something they have to start like maybe setting a schedule to like, you know, to get them into a frame of mind where they're changing? Because, I mean, they could do it, but then they can they can default right back to where they are. It takes a little time. Is there any discipline or, or consistency necessary in this process?
2: So, yes and no. Okay, got it. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> that's clear for you. <laughs> so, when you upgrade a belief, yeah, the belief is shifted and you don't have to do anything else with it. You're not going to go back to it. You're not going to go back to that old thinking. If you know that you're enough and you're worthy of love and you can accomplish whatever it is that you want, that is shifted inside, right? At least the way that I do it with people, that has shifted, okay? So, if you're in the point where you're like, never again, I'm never doing that again. This is what I'm doing. That part has shifted in your unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And when you shift that belief, when you upgrade that belief, when you have a new level of awareness, you can't pretend to go back because now you know. If I'm blaming and I know I'm blaming, I can't pretend that I don't know I'm doing it anymore.
1: <laughs> right? well, you, 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 interesting point. I remember when I went through this over 21 years ago, I can remember, you know, I had stinking thinking for sure. There was no question about it. You know, I was codependent. I was angry. It was everyone else's fault. And like you said, when I began to change the way I, I, my, the way I was thinking and my beliefs, even when I would be faced with an obstacle or a setback. I didn't react the same way. It was almost like I looked at it as an opportunity, even though it wasn't leading to anything good at that point. But but I started to see what could become as part of this process. And just like you said, if I if, if I had went back to that old belief, I would have felt right back in. But because I had that new belief, in a way, I was trusting that process of knowing that, okay, I can't control certain things here. So I have to let that go. But I can control my attitude and I can control this, the way I'm thinking in this belief. And then I just have to, you know, show up to communicate and behave in a different way than I was before yeah. to see this through. So, that that was
2: so true. I can remember that like it was yesterday, you know. That's a, like, that's a beautiful example of it. That's yeah, right. That belief shifted. Yeah, And then you're like, what's the opportunity? Yeah. That might not have been a question you would have asked. No, I would have never back then. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And so… So that is the, that was the shift. Yeah. Now, the second part of this is you still have to understand what you're doing with your conscious mind. Your unconscious mind is like the, um, the hard drive in your computer brain, okay? Yeah. But your conscious mind, you're still the computer programmer, you've got the keyboard, and you've got to learn how your mind works and how to use the power of your mind in the way, how to upgrade um, the way that you're thinking, and that is and how to keep uh, self-awareness, how to recognize your blind spots. And that is something that does require some more additional work and effort. But that's what creates the greatest amount of joy. And I mm-hmm. do have a program I can give you. I just I just made it. It's called The Power of Your Unconscious Mind. And we, I can give yes. you a link so that all your listeners can get a free copy of it. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, we'll definitely
1: share that with yeah. uh, everyone here. You'll get a chance to do that. And we'll make sure we'll put that in the post show uh, notes where people can download it, you know, later on, on demand later today. So we got about less than a minute to the next break, Tim. So, if you could quickly summarize some of the key points about the communication, the belief in the communications together
2: of, you know, helping people to make that shift. So, step three of this formula is make sure that you're writing down, what would I want to believe if I could believe anything? And you don't even have to, well, I don't really believe this. It's okay. If just write down what you want. Mm -hmm. And then the second part of it is start thinking about, all right, when I'm in a stressful situation, how am I showing up? Am I blaming? Am I feeling sorry for myself? Um, Always having to justify and explain. Am I always doing something else and procrastinating or getting distracted instead of focusing on my high-value activities? You know, the the action steps that you can take that move you farther. And then once you start to get more awareness, now you can do something with it. You cannot do something. You can't fix what you're not aware of and this will start to create greater awareness.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, we got more to come here from Tim Scher again. Don't leave us, stay with us. It looks like everybody here on Facebook is still around hanging with us, and I can't wait to see the questions. We got to go to break right now, but we'll be right back.
0: What is balance? Again, that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Well, welcome back to Sustainable Success. Again, if you're just joining us here, we're here with Tim Sure, One Belief Away is our topic and there is just some golden nuggets that Tim is sharing here today and we got more to come here that Tim is going to share, but you can listen to the show in in its entirety later today here on demand from the link that got you here in the first place. Again, our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Again, you can find out more information about their social media community and bringing together people to either find jobs, form new partnerships, uh, rekindle old uh, uh, relationships and memories and start new experiences. So again, check them out at myalumnidirect.com. So, Tim, you had just shared some great information about, again, the impact of our thinking and our beliefs on human behavior, how we behave, how we communicate. You still have like two steps that you're going to share with us about with your five-step process in helping people to really change the way we think and, and our beliefs so that we can be effective communicators, active listeners, and again, you know, come together in an interdependent versus a codependent way. So, Wanted to let you take it from here
2: and talk about the other two two uh, steps that could really bring everything together. Sure, absolutely. So again, step one: figure out what's the stress or the fear, and then write it down. And then the second step: what's the belief underneath that? You know, what's the real fear? You know, then you just keep asking yourself, "Well, what if that happens? What? How would I feel then? Or what would? What? What am I afraid is going to happen then? What am I uh, afraid of is going to happen then? Until you get all the way to the bottom one, which is. I'm not going to be enough to figure it out, okay? Then the third one is, uh, what do you want to believe instead? And then how would that create, um, help you feel good now and then also create momentum and cause you to want to, to move forward? And then number four is, all right, well, if I have this momentum, where do I direct it? So, the question is, what if I felt this belief now, if I really believed that I'm worthy, I'm enough. I can you know, figure this out. We're going to end up on top. It's going to make us stronger and better than ever before. What's the big, bold action that I would take, the highest prioritized action? What's the biggest move? You know, it's like knocking over the big domino. All the other dominoes fall over Mm -hmm. if you push over the big domino. So, what's that big domino move that I could make? Because a lot of times we're thinking small and we're trying to get all these small tasks. But if you just take a big shot at, at something, right, a big bold move, it gets you farther faster. And the reason we don't do that is because it usually makes us uncomfortable. Remember what I said, our biggest breakthroughs are hidden in the places we don't want to go. Yeah. So if you've been resisting, if you've been procrastinating, if you've been making excuses, if you've been telling yourself, I'm going to do this, and a week goes by and you're still over here instead of doing it, yes. that's your big domino. Okay? So, so, what would be that big bold move for you? And then step five, act on it. Do it. You know, I wrote this book, uh, mm. One Belief Away with Joe Vitale, a friend of mine, and, uh, and Joe always says, money loves speed, right? So you get an idea, you have a bold idea, act on it. Put it into action as fast as you can. And it might be a bold thing for work but it also might be I need to go apologize, right? or I need to just stop everything else and clean my desk so that I feel a (laughs) sense of ease while I'm working instead of feeling I'm, you know, in the middle of a paper explosion. (laughs) 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 And so, whatever that big bold move is for you, as soon as you've identified it, act on it. And then, oh, the joy, the relief, the enthusiasm, the extra motivation, it's not even motivation, it's inspiration. Inspiration yeah. is way better than motivation.
1: Well, think and, about it. Uh, you, you think about motivation. You said motivation is fleeting, right? You know, it, it, take, it I know for me to motivate myself, it took it took a year of discipline to get me to, to that intrinsic motivation state, but inspiration is so powerful. But go ahead.
2: Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. You know, it takes time to be able to develop Uh, you know, that real strong desire to want to continue to make your life the best that it can be. I mean, we say Mm -hmm. we want that but we're not really committed to it. Mm -hmm. If you are committed to it, you would have it. Yes. So, if you don't have what you want, you are not committed enough and people get mad at me. They're like, I'm committed. (laughs) I work so hard. Well, the way that you need to upgrade is your beliefs though because you might be working hard but if your beliefs are not in alignment with what you want, your values, and your outcomes, then it won't matter how hard you work. You'll work for your whole life as hard as you can and you still won't get it. And that's why so many people are like, what's wrong with me? I'm killing myself, you know, and it doesn't, and I'm not getting what I want. Or, you know, it looks like I'm crushing it on the outside. Everybody's like, wow, you have the perfect life, you got all this great stuff, but you feel like you're being crushed on the inside. Yeah. And you feel guilty because you're not grateful for what you have. You know, you don't feel fulfilled. And yeah. all of that comes back to our beliefs.
1: Now, we have a question here, Tim, I, I'm looking on Facebook. Somebody uh, says here, and somebody I know says, what is your number one tip for taking action on something that's unfamiliar?
2: Mm-hmm. So, again, we do the same thing. Someone told me the other day, and great question, by the way, thank you for that. Someone told me the other day, they said, I hate change. And I said, no, you don't. I said, you don't <laughs> like the change that you think in your mind is going to be painful right? If you won the lottery tomorrow, you'd love change. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> and she was like, oh, I guess you're right. I haven't thought of it that way. So, when we say the unknown, everything's unknown. Nobody knows what's going to happen five minutes from now, right? We have our plan. Everything is unknown. We have to create our own inner security, not by controlling everything outside, but by controlling what's going on in the inside, so, you have yeah. to create your own inner security and the way you do that is by going back to your beliefs. When I say the unknown and I don't know what's going to happen, would I like to say to myself, I don't know what's going to happen and that could be bad or I don't know what's going to happen but I know it's going to end up good. Mm. Right? If you have a feeling inside that it's going to end up good, you'll feel more peaceful and excited about moving towards it. Like when you go to the movies and you go to a movie and you haven't seen the movie, you are excited about seeing the movie. Why? because you don't know the end. Right? People are like, "Oh, I want to know though." Well, if you knew the ending to every single movie, would it be as fun to go? Right? So, we wouldn't be excited. Yeah, we don't want to know the, you know, what everything that's going to unfold. We want to know that we're going to be okay no matter what happens because it doesn't matter what shows up. What matters is how you show up. Oh, that's so true. You know, it, it, you just sparked something in me Tim when
1: what you just said there I can remember all the hardships and struggles that I went through in my first, roughly first 30 years of my life. And, and now I can look back at those struggles and those experiences as blessings. Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad they happened because I wouldn't be where I am today being the example and sharing what I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. like you, mm-hmm. if I hadn't gone through those. So, because I approach it in a completely different way of thinking and beliefs and communicate in a completely the opposite way that I did before. So it's so true what you yeah. talked about. You got to look at you got to look at that un- the uncertainty, things that are unfamiliar. And like you said, if we knew the story to every movie at the end of the, the story of every movie, we wouldn't watch it, or we wouldn't have any joy in what you know going to see it. Mm-hmm. So you got to look at every situation and embrace that uncertainty. So it's so true about that. Oh. Yeah. Powerful, powerful. <laughs> Any other things that you would like to share like with the, with the audience here and those that will be listening later that kind of talk about the power of like, you know, just that like, again, getting back to one belief away that can change the quality of someone's
2: life and business or even in their personal lives. Well, I want everybody that's watching or listening to know one truth that you are already enough. You're already good. You're already remarkable. And if you're listening or watching a program like this, you're ahead of the curve, right? So, whatever worries, stresses, or pressures that you're having, it's because you've bought into a lie, a lie that you're Uh not enough, that you're not good enough, you're not resourceful enough, that there's somehow in some way you're limited, and that is simply false. You are an incredible human being, you're an incredible powerful source for good. You have a trillion dollar brain, you can do so much with it but it's like opening the safe. If you have two of the numbers and you don't have that third number, it will feel impossible no matter how (laughs) hard you yank on that door, okay? And then instead of saying I I just don't have the third number, what we're saying is what's wrong with me? Okay? There's nothing wrong with you. You just need the third number. And when you have the third number, which has to do with your beliefs, that door swings right open with ease. And like, how can this be so easy now? It felt so impossible before. So whatever feels impossible now, it's not impossible. It's just that we got to have that third number. And if you want to continue your training, uh, that program I told you about, go to PowerMindsetProgram.com, PowerMindsetProgram.com. And uh, you get a VIP copy of that and it'll keep teaching you how your mind works.
1: Again, everyone, make sure that you check out that web. We'll also post it. Now, uh, Tim, we have another question I see in the Facebook feed here. How would you create peace in a situation of conflict that leaves you and the
2: offender feeling small? So if you are feeling small, then you've got to close your eyes and imagine feeling tall. Imagine yourself feeling tall, and then if you are 100 feet tall in that situation, how might you look at it a little differently? The reason that we stay stuck in those situations is because we feel hurt, we feel angry, we feel like there was no justice, or we feel like if we forgive that other person, that we're letting them off the hook, that somehow that what they did was, we're let, it's okay, there's no justice, or that it could happen again, and so we have to keep our guards up, and all that does is hold us back. So mm-hmm. I wish I could share more because I know exactly what to do, but because of time, well, well, well we're, we're going to have you the one one back on another book. time. We're going to have you read back the book. On. Yeah, can, read the we're one. We're going to go into round two
1: with you. We got you. We got you. Got too much to share. We got to have you back. So I want to leave yeah. enough time here for you. You've shared. You've given so much of your time, and you've given without expectation. I, I like this to be where you receive without resistance, with letting people know about where they can contact you about your new book. And anything else you'd
2: like to share in the next, uh, your two minutes? Chris, you're such a good guy. So, <laughs> thank you for that. So, just to finish that thought, thank you so much for the question. The, the answers that you're looking for are in that One Belief Away book because they help you understand how to shift the belief that's holding you back in that situation. It doesn't matter how other people show up. It matters how you show up. You are not a victim unless you call yourself that. Mm. You might have been hurt. You might have, I mean, my specialty was helping people with post traumatic stress. So I've helped people that have been through the worst of the worst. And I've watched how they put their lives back together by upgrading their beliefs, releasing the anger, clearing values, conflicts. You know, I want this, but I think this, and it keeps us stuck you know, releasing that energy, that toxicity in our body. And the One Belief Away book takes you through the exact steps. It's like a checklist and takes you step-by-step through that process. And it will, it's the cure for insecurity. It's the cure for anxiety. It really teaches us how to let go of the hurt, the anger, the resentment, the fear, the Uh insecurity, and all the other stuff that holds us humans back from feeling tall and feeling a sense of peace. So if you feel it, like your heart's been broken into a bunch of pieces, this will show you how to put it back together because you are more powerful than any experience you've ever had and you are more powerful than your thoughts. You are not your thoughts, you're the thinker of your thoughts. So check out uh, One Belief Away at Amazon or get the PowerMindsetProgram.com and uh, they will teach you exactly what to do.
1: Awesome, anybody that is here on Facebook or listening here, at Voice America Influencers Channel, or those that will be listening later, please take advantage. Go to Amazon, get that book right now. It is going to change your life, change the way you do business. This is something you need to have in on your bookcase. Uh, but first, it's got to be in your hands to read it from front to back. Then put it on the bookcase and then pick it up again later on and read it again.
0: So with that being said,
1: we also want you to take advantage of Tim's offer again at the website. We're going to be listing that here later here on demand with the On Demand Show. Tim, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be here. We are so uh, gracious to have your presence here with us today. Thank you so much. And I want to thank the guests here each and every week joining us here the Sustainable Success Way. We will be back next Thursday with another great guest And again, you can listen to the show in its entirety. We encourage you to listen to it again and again here later today. With that being said, everyone have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next Thursday.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.